Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Halla is no longer the greatest second-line center on the Boston Bruins. And we are back. Yeah. Truly a tragic an emotional, day. Yep, emotional departure. The video will make me cry. I'm April 2023. It's going to be a sad day for everyone. Anyways, uh, obviously we had to start with that. Uh, this is our second try at recording this episode because the first time that we tried to do it, which was, you know, the night of free agency, uh, my internet just, I don't know, Don Sweeney was trying to take it down or something. I don't know. Um, but it was just not doing so well and Bradley could only hear like every fifth word that I was saying. So we kind of gave up like a third of the way into that. Uh, but now we're here. It was fun. Yeah. So uh, we're we're a few days late on the everything that happened with free agency. But I mean, hey, some more stuff happened. Yeah, exactly. Jordy Ben as a leaf. And I would have been heartbroken if we had missed that. So yeah, that's the big one. That's the big fish that Don Sweeney missed out on. Come on, can't believe him. Uh, but yeah, so we'll basically. Uh, start with just like the general Bruin th- Bruins things that happened. Of course, the Hall of Rizaka trade uh, just, you know, can quickly go through some of those depth signings that they had. Uh, oh. Get into what they didn't do. And then, you know, run through all the other NHL stuff that happened that was at least notable. We're not going to, you know, go through every single small signing. I don't think we really need to give our uh, opinions on Jordan Gross going to the Predators for two years. Oh, I mean, unless you want to. Oh, I, I had like a whole list of what I, points I wanted to touch on on that topic. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead with them. The floor is yours. <laughs> oh, no, I lost that list. Oh. We'll revisit it next time. Yeah. Tragedy. Um, but yeah, so free agency. Uh, before that even opened, the Bruins made a trade. They sent Eric Halla to the New Jersey Devils for Pavel Zaka, which I gotta say is just an overall win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a guy that you were, I mean, 99.99999% not going to resign from this offseason. Well, next offseason, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But hey, you get younger, bigger, maybe better. I don't know. I guess that'll remain to be seen. A lot of Devils fans, uh, yeah, <laughs> were like, "Oh, you don't know what you're getting." <laughs> like, yeah, that can't be worse than Hala. No, okay, maybe it could get worse, but I mean, I I'm not going too far out on a limb here when I say that Hala's success was not because of Hala, more of uh, a certain couple of superstar wingers on his sides but hey he was a he was a uh good complimentary player surrounded by two elite wingers kind of (laughs) helps that's uh, that's overstating him i'm just kidding yeah that's rude hey at the very least at least you found chemistry with hall because you know there's a different center on the team that didn't (laughs) yeah uh but in pavel zaka that center be making 5.25 million dollars oh maybe uh, that might be happening. Uh, but yeah, on Pavel Zaka, uh, he is an RFA right now, so the Bruins do have to re-sign him. 
Um, that contract won't be too much. His qualifying offer comes in yeah. at three million. It's going to be pretty easy. It'll probably be two years, three, three and a half, something like that. It's my guess. Uh, but yeah, Zaka, he's going to be slotting, slotting into that middle six. Uh, pretty much basically just creates offense off the rush. Nothing much really like cycle-wise, but hey, can't be bad to have any sort of excitement that way. Um, obviously, I think he's 6'3". Isn't the world's greatest defender, but... You know, he's probably playing third line left wing anyways, so you would hope that the uh, the center on that line would be able to help there as well. Um, but also... Oh yeah, third line wing? I'm assuming so. <laughs> I'm... Well, okay, I'm not assuming so, but God, I'm hoping so. Um, because, yeah. I hear you there. Yeah, I, I see what you uh, sent in the chat. That's uh, that's Daily Faceoff's projection, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Do do you wanna do you wanna read that out? Do I have to? Yes, because you sent it to me. All right, so daily faceoff thinks the Bruins obviously Marchand but not gonna be there right away. Oh but, yeah, that makes it even worse. Yeah, so this this can only get worse from here. Uh, Marchand, Stadnika, Pasta, Hall, Zaka, Debrusque, Frederick, Coyle. Smith and Felino Nosik Steen. Um, remember when like having top two centers like was not a problem for the Bruins and like everything else was the problem? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, listen. Obviously, that is the projected based on who is literally signed to the team right now. Yeah. If Bergeron comes back, if Krejci comes back, that's a, that's a lot better. Be cool. But yeah, uh, I mean, there is a very real possibility that Saka or Coyle are your second line centers um, oh God. for this season. Do I say this season at this point? Definitely hope it's not Coyle. Yeah. yeah this uh, th- that's a very real possibility. Because um, I think Bergeron's almost definitely coming back. But Now you jinxed it. I don't. I don't believe anything until I see pen to paper. Well, I won't see that paper until I see it officially announced. Yes. Because I am, I cannot be played with like that. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> we can get to it. But yeah, Zaka, Zaka is your second line center um, is going to be kind of in the same situation that Hollow was in. Although I would like to think that Zaka you know, maybe has a better, not necessarily just a better fit, but well, no, I think he would be a better fit there and probably has more offensive upside than Eric Holla does. Um, and, you know, if he is that second line center, basically if Krejci doesn't come back, um, then he's probably playing with Hall and Poshnok on his wings. He's played on lines with Poshnok for the uh, Czech Republic, I guess, national team at various events. Um, he also uh, already spends his summers in Boston, so it kind of just works out that way. Uh, and he's been best friends with uh, Jacob Saboral since they were four, apparently. So, hey, seems like a good fit. And... Hey, wait a second. 
What? Did Zaka play with Hall at all in the MVP season Hall had with the Devils? Was that were they ever together? I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. No. no, he was playing with well, Hall was playing with Heishier and Palmieri, and then it was Zaka with Maroon and Wood in the playoffs. My God, well, that was the second line in the playoffs. Okay, <laughs> wasn't that like the last year that Maroon didn't win a cup in? I mean, obviously, besides last year, but like, yeah, that we, he he had that he had those teammates, and then went to the Blues and Lightning. Jesus, I can only imagine what happened next. Yeah, the world may never know. Um, I forgot Maroon was the devil, but <laughs> he's been he's been around. Unfortunately, two teams that we don't like. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, maybe there's a little bit. Even though they didn't directly play together in New Jersey, maybe there's a little bit with Hall and Zaka there. Yeah. So that's cool. That'd be cool. We love a good chemistry. <laughs> yes, we love a, a good single chemistry. Yep. Um, One chemistry is all you need. Other than that, though, I don't know if I really have too much to say. It wasn't the most groundbreaking trade, but hey, a guy to play in the top nine who's probably going to score 35 to 40 points. Sounds like a plan. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, so in terms of just the various depth signings that the Bruins had, can quickly just run through them. So they signed Vinny Letary, 27-year-old center, one year, 750K cap hit. He's going to be playing in Providence. Signed Connor Carrick, 28-year-old right shot defenseman, one year, 750K, probably Providence, maybe... Oh, he's definitely going to be playing a few games with the Bruins this season, knowing how many injuries the defensemen have at a time every <laughs> single season. But, you know, hey, maybe he's the best Connor C sure. in Boston. Um, you also got AJ Greer, 25-year-old left wing. Probably is. Uh, two years, 762K per year. Uh, also from that 2015 draft class, like Zaka, Zaboral, DeBrusque, Senish. Yeah, you get the idea. Um... They also signed Keith Kincaid, 32-year-old goalie, one year, 750K. He's going to be in the same role that Troy Grosnick was in last season, where it's basically, yeah, you're playing in Providence. If needed, I imagine he's the first one to be called up, just given his experience. And then lastly, they signed Daniel Renouf, 28-year-old left-shot defenseman, two years, 762K per year, another signing for Providence. And of course, people had to rage when the Bruins announced these, because... They weren't bigger names. Yeah. And people forget... Get a little bit of it. People forget that uh, because of the position that the Bruins put themselves in, which it's all their fault, uh, they, you know, have 4.7 million in cap space and they had even less before the uh, Hala trade. So it's not like they were ever going to be making a big signing anyways. And... Thank you, Don Sweeney. Yep. Cam Neely. Yep. All right, but of the people that they could be signing going forward, uh-huh. we can still have this sort of tied into Zaka um, because he said that Bergeron had reached out uh, to him after Zaka got traded to Boston. Zaka talked about how nice he was and welcoming and that uh, Zaka is excited to uh, meet him at camp. Ah, please don't mess with me like this. 
I didn't even know he said that. I didn't even know that's a thing. Oh yeah, no, he said that. Um, so watch Bertrand come back as like a coach or some shit. Oh my god! And well, yeah, like Bergeron, and you've had like so many prospects just be like, oh yeah, and Bergeron reached out to me after they, you know, after they got drafted and everything. It's like, I mean. Considering it's Patrice Bergeron, I wouldn't be shocked if he just did that anyways, even if he was retiring, because he's Patrice Bergeron. You know, it's still just like a, hey, why not? Um, but, you know, kinda... Kinda looking like we'll get number 37 back? I hope so. Yeah. We've been, we've been saying it for the last, you know, forever. He uh, he better come back, because again, if if Bergeron's not back, this team's not making the playoffs. Um, Give me Danton Heinen. I'm saying it. He, he hasn't signed anywhere. Did he, he hasn't. I don't think so. I haven't seen anything. Oh, here he is on Cap Friendly's UFA page. So there you go. Bring back Heinen. Bring back Krejci. Bring back Bergeron. Trade for Krug. Um, Get back us out of retirement. Trade for. Uh, go to the Red Wings and trade for Austin Zarnik because they signed him. Um, Bruins legend. Uh, yeah, basically, that's all we need. Anyways. <laughs> One more about UFAs. Uh, what about Sonny Milano? How do you feel about him? 14 goals, 34 points, 66 games. I'd just look in here. Would not, would not hate it. Add like anybody. Yeah. Okay, I, I feel like Kadri, come on down. I feel like injecting just some other outside player can't hurt. A like, good, an outside good player, please. Well, yeah. Like they <laughs> they let go of Lazar, and clearly it was not about the money because he signed for one million per year. Uh, granted, he is what, from like BC. Three years or something. Yeah, it was three years, one million per. He is from BC, so that's you know that helps why he signed with the Canucks. But you know, clearly they thought. That's probably Steen's spot in the lineup, I would guess. And, you know, maybe they're kind of saying, kind of realizing, okay, yeah, let's let's bring in some more young guys. That Hala trade makes sense following that. Letting go of Lazar makes way for, you know, there's more room for other guys to get into the lineup. And obviously with Marsha out to start the year, someone's got to take that spot. But... <laughs> You know, as much as I do love the, yeah, let's get some younger people in the lineup. Well, one, you need good young players. And two, when you're still trying to contend, you need, well, you don't need, but you'd very much like it if David Krejci would also be coming back. However, that one I do have much less faith in. Like, I think Bergeron, at this point, is probably like 80%. Krejci, I'm still not sure about. Like, what Sweeney said uh, on the 13th, which was the first day of free agency, she said, we've had numerous discussions throughout the day, going to try to find some common ground there. Remains positive, but I just don't have a clear-cut answer for you. So. It's uh, it's it's tough to know there, but... I mean, hey, would would you be complaining if he came back? Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. Let me let me hear this anti anti uh, anti crouchy take, please. 
being sarcastic. Come on now. Nah, make being sarcastic on on this podcast never. Remember when we had like a two hour span? What? Of when, like, oh, Krejci's in negotiations to come back. Bergeron's coming back. Oh my god! Yeah. We were like, oh my god, it's gonna get announced by like tomorrow morning. Yep. Yeah, I basically like I know in in the last like sort of thirty two thoughts type article that Elliot Freeman did, it wasn't thirty two, but he did that like the night before free agency. Like he said that like Trocheck was on Boston's radar, but with with Bergeron and Krejci coming back, that's not likely. Like, he said that, and maybe that's just because he's been seeing it from other reporters, and it kind of sounds like it, but it is Elliot Friedman, you know, so you'd think maybe if he's willing to write that down, maybe they are indeed coming back, but but yeah, the amount of reporters who've been like, oh yeah, that's close, he's they're gonna sign, and, and it's been like that for like French a bunch. tweet. Yeah, can we, can we please we just get Friedge? I'd prefer if we just get a fridge. Get it. I'm funny. No, sorry, I don't get it. Can you please explain? Yeah, okay. All right, so. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not actually going <laughs> to Oh, I, I was so ready. Um, I know, I know. But yeah, the, uh, the, other, the other thing about, you know, signing players, uh, there still haven't been specific dollar talks. Uh, between the Bruins and David Posternock on an extension. And um, I need to... There we go. I'm pulling up Ty Anderson's uh, conversation with Sweeney because... Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, so Ty Anderson, uh, probably the uh, best Bruins reporter that there is because he actually asks... He actually makes Sweeney piss, which is kind of funny. Um, granted, it's, I don't know if that's too hard to do, apparently, but... Uh, so Ty Anderson asked on Sweeney if he had any updates on Pasternak, uh, and Sweeney said there was nothing concrete and that they haven't exchanged dollar numbers. And then, so of course, obviously, Ty Anderson asked back why they haven't, and Don Sweeney said this. Well, today was the very first day, in all honesty, that you could actually put a number in front of the player. So, with a lot going on elsewhere, it's just not an area we've touched on. Maybe I'll call tonight and let you know after that whether or not I've actually exchanged numbers if you're that concerned about it. But we're going to attack it in an aggressive mindset and see where it hopefully plays out. That's really the timeline to be more definitive and answer your question. You know, that wasn't a bad quote until he threw, until he got super defensive in the middle there. Yeah, like everything else about like, that is just fine. That makes sense. But it's, oh, yeah, come on, maybe I'll call tonight and let you know if you're that oh, concerned about he... it. Didn't he reply to you and say yeah, uh, that he told him he'd give him his email or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. It's just like, man. Just don't. I, I don't know. I get that it's, you know, Don Sweeney, but come on. Like, it's just such an unnecessarily passive. It's not passive aggressive. It's just aggressive thing to say. Like, I don't know. I know some of the people in the in Bruins media certainly aren't great, but simply asking why they haven't exchanged dollar numbers yet, that reply was perfectly fine. And then it's 
the getting pissed at someone asking a pretty valid question, which, like, come on. When you're already under this yeah. much scrutiny, as Sweeney is, do it just, like, obviously people are going to talk about this and be like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, it's just so unnecessary. Yeah. But. Uh, other than that. As the GM, you should have kind of thicker skin anyways, even if someone's getting under your skin asking a question. Come on now. Yeah, but... you would think that he'd be able to stand behind that, you know. Um, okay. Uh, I named, I mentioned two players a little bit ago. I want to mention one more to you, just for Uh, Nino Niederreiter. He still hasn't been signed, right? No. He's a free agent. 24 goals last year. Would not I... complain at all. <laughs> yeah, he... At least, you know, obviously every hurricane dominated the Bruins this last year, but he wins battles, like, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> At least it seems. He feels he feels like the perfect guy to be complimenting uh, Coil. Like, uh, a Zaka Niederreiter, or a Zaka Coil Niederreiter line seems really nice. Obviously, you know, Craig Smith, whatever. Poor Craig. Yeah. But he, he feels like such, like, that feels like a guy that would really work there. I just... You know, you gotta okay. sign Zaka. I, I would, I would love that. Yeah, but they don't have any sort of cap space at all. So, well, here. Oh no! You talk Zaka into taking seven hundred and fifty k. Right. And I saw stuff for both Bergeron and Krejci. If they were to sign, it would be like performance based. Yeah, it would, it would probably be a stuff, million blah, blah, blah. with with just a bunch of bonuses. And so then you're left with three million, and you. You give Nino Niederreiter 2.5, and then you give him a bag of candy corn from Nick Foligno, signed. Come I mean, on. there's no way you can resist that. It's Nick Foligno's candy corn. Like, that's literally what All he's right. known for. <laughs> that's like that's like his one Bruins aisle. <laughs> oh, that, that is a little mean, but... Uh... We have fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all in good fun. Smile. Huh. <sighs> Anyways, do you want to talk about other teams making good and bad no. choices? Sure. All right. So, uh, I figured just because I mean it's divided up this way and it's probably easier to go through. Uh, we can start with the trades and then just go through normal uh, signings because it's much easier to do this. Um. So be selective here. Oh yeah, that don't worry, I'm doing that. <laughs> so Matt Murray. Wait, did we yeah. No, we did not. Yeah, okay. He's a guy. Yeah, so Matt Murray is a is a guy and now he's a leaf because why? I like <sighs> the send sent Matt Murray 25% retained and a third and a seventh. To the Leafs for future considerations and the Leafs are going to be going forward this season with a tandem of Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov which I mean I don't hate the Samsonov signing but that could pay off but but those risky. are yeah those are both such like high risk and like mid reward players like I don't know it's just such a I don't know what the Leafs are doing, frankly. 
Uh, like they got Giordano at such an incredible discount, yeah. only to spend that on four point six million of Murray this year and next. You sure? Uh, right after these fans were saying that Jack Campbell was the Vezina caliber goalie. Yep. I have a feeling I the Oilers are going to regret that. was younger than 25. No. It was like 23. I guess that was two years ago. Yeah, probably when the Bruins played him. But he's coming off a season in which he had an 896 save percentage in 44 games. So. The Caps were a good team last year. Well, not the best. I mean, every, they were still almost 100 every, points, right? No, I, I, didn't every team in the East that made the playoffs hit 100? I, I thought I don't that, remember. that's what that was. I've Pretty blocked sure. out everything. Yeah, yeah I think fair. so. Yeah, they had exactly 100 points. Yep. You know what's funny, though? No. Capitals last year went 44, 26, and 12. And that gives them 100 points. But if, like, we took away... Hold on, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, God. Okay, but if we took away the loser point and just counted an overtime loss as an overtime loss, that would be 44 and 38 they went. Yep. And it's funny, that overtime loss really does make the records look so much better than they were. Yep. It's funny. I, I love it. Especially what especially was it? when it benefits the Bruins. Yeah, it was like, uh, oh my god. Wasn't it 1920 when yeah. they had a bunch? Well, it was they just couldn't 17, win a shootout? 18. It was 17-18. The Bruins this year they went three and three in the shootout, but they were like fifty, twenty, and twelve. Which, yeah, and I 17, mean that's still obviously a good record, but yeah. like that's a lot of overtime losses. Uh, let's see, nineteen twenty. Eighteen nineteen, they had, they had nine losses, and yeah, nineteen twenty, they had twelve. Granted, in seventy games, because that <laughs> season wasn't finished, and they were yeah over seven in the shootout. I remember that saga. Yep, that was that year. I, I vividly remember like a shootout loss to Washington that year because I was in San Francisco in the Warriors like arena, like waiting for the Celtics Warriors game to start, and I was just watching that game. Flex. Flex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Celtics actually out? beat the Warriors that time. Crazy. <laughs> How did we get? Oh, the Leafs goalies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leafs goalies became uh, Bruins shootout. Inability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Great, great, great. You know how it is. In two seasons, uh, Austin Matthews will be a UFA. Yep. Don't worry, in one posh knock coming is. home. Don't worry. He'll be traded before then. All right, moving on to the Sens acquiring Cam Talbot uh, for Philip Gustafson. So, you know, the goalie carousel continued. I mean, it's certainly an upgrade net. I would say that Talbot's better than Murray. Yeah. And he's making less, and it's one year. If it doesn't work out, it's not you know, too much of a risk. And I know Sens fans have kind of turned on Philip Gustafson a little. He was supposed to be their goalie of the future, but yeah, just gonna say. past season, kind of... I don't know, I've seen a lot of them just be like, nah, he's not the guy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> don't know what happened there, but... Uh, it happens, I guess. It might. Um... The Sens also sent Connor Brown to Washington for a second. Not too notable of a trade, but figured I'd just lump that in because then there's two other trades. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
uh, from the same team, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they took on so much cap, <laughs> uh, but I can't say it's a bad thing. They traded Steven Lorenz, E2 McAniemi, and a th- conditional third to the Sharks for Lane Peterson and Brent Burns, 34% retained. I mean, Burns can still play. Burns can still play. Not defense, but he can still put up points. Although, granted, he can never play defense, really. That was kind of the thing. Um, So he's basically going to be playing that Tony D'Angelo role of, I will give you offense as a defenseman. And and, and he's likable. Yeah, and he's actually likable. People don't <laughs> despise the dude. Man, he's 37. He's going to be 40 when that contract's done. Wait, who else is going to be for? Oh, Latang, we already talked about that prior episode. Yep. <laughs> and then the other trade uh, that, you know, Carolina just got gifted to them because Vegas needs cap space. They got Dylan Coughlin and Max Pacioretty. Which, I yeah, that's... that Pacioretty thing. Yeah, that's going to be uh that's going to be a good forward group. I mean, it's already been a good forward group. Yeah, but... they were hard. You know, they lose Niederreiter and Trocheck to free agency, basically. And, you know, they bring in Pacioretty and Brent Burns. I wonder if uh, Karkaniemi's going to jump up from that fourth line role he was in. <laughs> yeah, maybe the second line Wait, winger. Kasha third line signed winger? with the Hurricane? Yes, Kasha did sign with the Hurricane. I did not see that. Yeah, because so he, he just signs with Bruins' frequent playoff opponents is what I've gathered. I guess so. I'm waiting for Nick Ritchie to... I guess Carolina as well. Oh my god. They gotta follow each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't that Carolina I mean they definitely got better. But we'll see if Kaki and Emmy can yeah. actually you know be useful to that team or not. <laughs> yeah, that leaves a little bit of a question mark for their center. I mean Jordan Stall, you know what you're gonna get from him. I mean Trees Bergeron found that out, but Yeah. Christ. <laughs> but, yeah. Good, good, good times. I love seeing every other team get better with the Bruins. Okay, maybe not every other team. But... I don't know, man. Arizona signed Josh Brown, so they improved so much. <sighs> they did. You're right. Hey, they also got Cassian, so. Oh, God, that's true. Uh, All right. So. Oh. Free agents. Yeah. I have already made sure that I... Like, I changed Cap Friendly's thing to be, you know, contracts over a million. And even then, I'm not going to say every single one because I don't think you care about Eric Comrie to Buffalo too much. That's a big one. Oh, yeah, my bad. But one of the big question marks going into free agency was where is Evgeny Malkin going to go? And then the night before it even opened, he just re-signed in Pittsburgh, which was super boring. That suck. It was boring, but, like, realistically, it would have been incredibly weird to see him in a different jersey. Um, yeah, he signed four years, 6.1 million per. Ah, he should have been in the other black and gold. Um, he also had a Vander Kane re-signed with the Oilers, which is a choice. Four years, 5.1 million. Uh, hate that, but, you know, that's the NHL for you. Um, actually, I guess I can kind of lump these two together. Uh, in terms of contract extensions, Robert Thomas signed an eight-year, $8.1 million extension with the Blues, and Josh Norris signed 
I believe it was also eight years. I can't find it again. Yeah, eight years, 7.95 million per extension with the Sens. I am so glad that Marshawn is so underpaid. Not to say those are bad players. Oh, well, you can compare for a contract I was signed in 2016. No, I know, but come on now. But I'm so glad that. Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're, too. you're probably those contracts. Hey, if if Norris and Thomas both keep getting better, they're gonna look the same. That they're gonna look the same as what Marshawn does, especially <laughs> I mean, when the cap jumps up five million in two years. Yeah, I'm looking here. Uh... I didn't realize Robert Thomas had such a good year last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, 20 goals, 57 assists, 72 games. So, hey, maybe they're buying into... That's what they're going to get from now on. Whether that happens, I don't know. Well, every time I hear Robert Thomas, I just think of the crew kit. It makes me sad. Yep. I don't know if you, you too, yeah? Yep. Every time. Um... Next up, uh, continuing the Sens' good offseason, because, of course, uh, Claude Giroux signed, signed with the Sens. Three years, six and a half per. And, uh, you know, obviously they're not on paper a contender, but they do keep getting, getting better. better. Yep. And um, so tampering's not a thing, right? These deals just, you know, magically get done and... Oh know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jack season. Jack Campbell signing with the Oilers literally as the clock struck noon. No, tampering doesn't exist. <laughs> like <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like really I mean, listen if you know, you're not hearing any teams like yelling and complaining about it, so it's probably just like a, they all use it, you know. Oh yeah. Um yeah, that sends team. I mean, they still don't have defensemen other than Shabbat, but that forward group's looking better. They're uh, they're on their way up. No, no, don't try to don't try to talk your way out of this. Uh, what are you talking about, Nikita Zaitsev? What do you mean? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I I didn't want to talk about how good that contract really is. You know, <laughs> their defensive pairings projected. Shabbat, Hamannick, Brandstrom, Zub, which that Zub guy had a pretty good year, if I remember seeing, but not anything special. And Jake Sanderson and Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, they uh they need a right shot defenseman to not be Nikita Zaitsev. Yep. Are you thinking yep. what I'm thinking? They want a right Our shot defenseman for Tim Stutzla. I was thinking to bring Cat, but either one works. Well, why not both? We could throw in a second round pick, make that make it an overpay on our end. Perfect. And uh, they can give us Jake Sanderson too, if they want. Uh, yeah, yeah, they don't need that. Yeah, they they need they need to cap dump. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, um. God, I wish that was the Bruins signing. Good forward. Yep. Uh, the Blackhawks signed Colin Blackwell, Andreas Athanasiu, and Max Domi for reasons. I don't know. They need to have some people to get assets, yeah, like a third-round pick the from at the deadline. Yeah, They need someone to play on that team, because God knows no one wants to. Um, yet Ryan Strom signed in Anaheim. Five years, five million per. 
not the team I would have really expected to get him, but they still have thirty million in cap space. Jesus Christ! Do they have to sign I know they're anyone? Have to... They have to sign Vac after this year. They have to sign Vac, so that's going to be a uh, yeah, long term like deal. <laughs> no, it's going to be eight years, eight million. Come on. You're right. Oh, John Moore's buried. Oh, he couldn't even make the Ducks. Oh, man. Poor I mean, they have four defensemen, like four NHL-level defensemen signed right now. So, yeah, the Ducks definitely still have to do more things. And they have ten forwards, so. Wow. Uh, I was hoping there's going to be a funny name I could do from their non-roster to say, you're trying to say he's not coming up like a former Bruin. Hey, Axel Anderson will go up. Oh, hey, yeah. Guys. Can't wait for Vakaninen and Anderson to be the Ducks' long-term yeah. pair on defense. It's going to happen, you know. Oh, right. of course. Uh, next up, uh, I mean, I guess we did kind of already mention it, but Curtis Lazar did sign with Vancouver. Hey, you know what? He's going to have some fun, probably. Uh, speaking of Bruins legends, Yaroslav Halak signed a one-year $1.5 million deal. Uh, with the New York Rangers, he's basically just Shesterkin's backup. <laughs> Good luck to him. But if he plays the Bruins, I expect a 50-save shutout. Yep. Not that I want it, but I, I'm expecting that. Um, other <laughs> Bruins legends? They had to get Louis Domingue after what he did to them. Oh my god, that was so funny. I forgot. Yeah, that wasn't on here, but... It's just like all the Rangers fans reacting to that. We're like, <laughs> come on. Uh, um, other Bruins legends, Colin Miller uh, signed a two-year 1.85 per deal with the Dallas Stars. Sure. Sure, yeah. That's basically what my reaction to that was. So I was like, all right, have have fun. Um, Vincent Trocek uh, joining Yaroslav Halak in New York. Seven years, 5.625 per. Obviously, the Bruins don't have cap space, but, like, would you have been fine with that deal? Because that's I mean, a long time. It's not bad, but, I mean, it is a long time, but, I mean, we've said it before, what's after Bergeron? Yeah. What's in a couple of years if Martian retires, you know? So, Paying someone longer to get a cap hit down for the temporary might have been worth it if they had the money, but I mean... But they didn't even have the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible contract. I mean, no. maybe it, it'll it's age probably a year or two couple too of years. long, but... Yeah. And hey, they get another center, so... Yep. But they lost Frank Vetrano, who also signed in Anaheim. Right? Oh, yes. Vetrano signed there? Yeah. Yeah, three years, so, three points hey. per... For I was really hoping there was a world where Patrano comes back to the Bruins, man. I really was hoping for that. King. Too bad legend. we can't have nice things. Nope. Thanks, John. <laughs> um, next up, uh, Bruins legend Marcus Johansson went back to Washington, signed a one-year, one-point-one million deal. Uh, there. Um. Washington's going to be actually a really interesting team to watch next season. Because yeah, I know are. Tom Wilson's out for a while. And Backstrom's oh. career might be, like, done. He's expected to be out for, like, all of next season. They're going to LTIR him, and he's going to come back day one of the playoffs. You already know that's happening. Oh, God. Well, they have to make it first, so. 
They'll make it. Oh yeah, Mojo is gonna lead him. Um, okay. can I ask, in what world is Ilya Mikheyev worth four point seven five across four years, or like per year for four years? I don't know. It's twenty goal season. It's UFA. Yeah, it's free agency. That, free that's agency. actually that's just the answer. It's free agency. But well, he's no scrub. He's no, not he's not terrific. awful, but but I would have liked him on the Bruins, but no, maybe not for that price. Yeah. But... Again, Bruins didn't have the money for that, so... Correct. Um, anyways, other Atlantic Division teams with money. The Lightning handed out three eight-year contracts within the span of ten minutes. Money's never-ending for them. Yeah. They gave Eric Chernock eight years, 5.2 million per. That'll last until he's 34. Uh, they gave Anthony Sorelli eight years, 6.25 per. He'll be 33 at the end of that. And then they gave Mikhail Sergachev eight years, eight and a half per until he's 33, which uh, I feel like the worst of those contracts might actually be Sergachev. Love the yeah. Sorelli one. Chernak yeah, is Sorelli's going to. Sergachev, uh, that's an overpayment. But, you know, yeah. Darnell Nurse and Seth Jones are making nine and a half, so I don't even know what's real at this point. Yeah, uh, I mean. I- that Chernak contract, I really see that as like a Brandon Carlo contract, but winning two cups. So, yeah. So, I mean, whatever. He's, I mean, he reminds me of a Carlo type, maybe more physical than Carlo, but yeah, maybe a little better too. But, <laughs> well, he makes more. Yeah, uh, certainly wins more. Um, it's all because of him. Oh, Ian Cole too is a Tampa Bay Lightning as well. Three million dollars. Yeah, that that was that was their worst contract for sure. That's uh There were other comparable defensemen who signed for, you know, two two and a quarter, which I mean I guess at some point seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars is something you're gonna Yeah, and then and then there was also a former flame who signed in Columbus named Erica Branson. <laughs> yes, that's yep. four years Again. four million per. Like I know Columbus got Goudreau. We'll get to that, but that is such a bad deal. Like Oh my god, Good Branson is not worth that. Not for four years. Like, it's just... I I would maybe pay him a million max. Like, it's bad. No, you can't say a million. Oh yeah, sorry, 750k. Gotta be realistic here. I know, I say 1.75 to 2. Yeah. Most you could give him. Well, should you give him? Because clearly you can give him four. <laughs> but, hey, you gotta make him your second highest paid defenseman, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what other Columbus? I mean, what other Calgary players signed in Columbus? Oh, you know, only Johnny Gaudreau. What a so, what a saga that was. Me. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all in the slightest. Wasn't even a team that I thought would even try to get him. No, and like he wanted to go to Philly was the rumor. And Philly apparently didn't even offer him a contract because they didn't want to give yeah. up the assets to cap dump James Van Riemsdyk in 2022. Like, sorry, but come on. You're going to win that trade no matter what. You're getting Johnny Goudreau for basically the rest of his career. Like, absolute awful job by Philly there. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you're paying Tony D'Angelo $5 million, Nick Delorier $1.75. Yeah, it's not like they're running the oh. organization the best. 
Kevin Hayes, 7.142. Oh my god, that, yeah, I still hate that deal. But hey, yeah, Columbus Columbus can run a line of, you know, oh my god. Goudreau, Corrali, Line. There it is, yeah. Um, hey, that, that line's going like to rule. Winner to me. I mean, realistically, if they had, like, an actual elite center there, you know, like a purely to bot, no. Um, I mean, Jack Roslovich yeah, even there, yeah, like, that, that can't hurt to have what if they control in line A. Cylinder there? I mean, that would certainly... Get crazy. That would help. Get crazy. Hey, Goudreau and Line A as, as wingers seems so good. That, that's just a perfect fit. Yeah, they're literally like the polar opposites of each other, which I think (laughs) just like even size wise, like size wise, skill wise, speed wise, like just makes perfect sense to have those two together. Um, But yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really good for Columbus. But again, just no one expected that. No. Um. Let's see other notable ones. I mean, Mason Marshmont signed four years, four and a half in Dallas. Uh, ben Sherratt signed four years, four point seven five with Detroit, which is another one of those deals which I'm like, that's probably too much. But you know, Detroit also signed David Perron two years, four point seven five. Oh, Detroit went on a. Detroit Street. also signed Andrew Cop five years, five point six two five. Um. So yeah, they really <laughs> they signed a few guys. I mean, hey, Cop and Perron, those should be good additions. I Perron's thirty four. I thought he was like a little younger than that, but so apparently the Blues didn't even like go to Perron to offer any sort of deal, which is interesting. But considering he's always come back to the Blues every time, but hey, maybe he will. Um, didn't I? I think I saw something where he's played for like. This big number of teams, but he's. This is the first time he's actually ever signed a contract not with the Blues. I think yes. I saw that. Yes, he has. <laughs> he has signed four, five contracts with the Blues. <laughs> he has signed five contracts with the Blues. Now one with the Devils or Devils with the Red Wings, and he has oh played God. for. I guess it's now going to be six different teams. And five of those contracts have been with the Blues. <laughs> I mean, that's just... Hey, he's uh, he's gotten creative in, in his career, you know? He's also won a Stanley Cup, so I can't really knock him for anything. You won a cup? Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, I saw in... Um, Blues posted a thank you, Peron, for everything. Yeah, did it show the trip? It included the goal from Nolachari tripped. <gasps> also, yep. Nolachari had been tripped, and now he's tripping his way to St. Lou. That how do you? That one hurt me. That that one that one hurt me. That was like that was the signing where I was like, really, really? Yeah. Come yeah, on. I had to see it coming. Uh, I saw Tori Krug post an Instagram story welcoming. Yep, Krug, Krug and Achari oh, running is, up with the Blues. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, even even though the Bruins lost, at least we got a great meme out of it. You know, that's that's the that's the happy way to spin it. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, the Caps signed Darcy Kemper five years, five point two million per. 
He is 32, but he's still I'm been he didn't go to really Toronto. good the last few years. And yep, that's basically what I was thinking. It's like, all right, not the Leafs. We'll take it. It's not like the Bruins will play the Caps too, too much. Although, now that I said that, they'll be playing in the first round or something. Magically. Bruins but... making the playoffs? One can hope. Or maybe not. We'll see. Uh, the last notable one, really, is... Uh, I guess two more. Dylan Strom signed with Washington as well. One year, three and a half million. That one I was kind of mad at. Because yeah. he was he was kind of the guy I was like, that seems like a good fit for the Bruins. But, you know. It, uh, it happens. Washington currently has negative $6 million in cap space. But that's because Backstrom is not on LTIR yet. So. I love I love that. Brent Seabrook going to be on LTIR too. Oh my just, god. We just yeah. That Well, mm, one last one I last contract it. to talk about which I am worried about for the team that signed this. Uh the New Jersey Devils, they signed Andre Pilat, 5 years, 6 million per. It's the David Backus deal. Pilat is 31. That's disrespectful to Pilat. Pilat is 31. And he has always been a complimentary player. I I got a feeling this is gonna end up being one of those ones that they uh that they regret regret. Yeah, regret. Regret. Because <laughs> point totals going into the contracts, uh for Bacchus it was fifty seven, fifty eight, forty five, and then he signed with Bruins. Kalor or Kalorn, Palat, forty one, forty six, forty nine, then he signed with the Devils. Now granted Plot goes off in the playoffs. Absolutely. David Backus does not. Um, but, I mean, if you're the Devils, we don't even know if they're really going to be making the playoffs. There's a bunch of questions there. It's just, that's one of those deals that I'm like, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Because for now, like these first two years, sure, that's fine. But they may be regretting that already by year three if he uh, falls off. Yeah, you're, you're also forgetting that Plot had 46 points in 55 games in 2020-21. Oh, that's true. And 41 and just 69. So and the don't oh my god, hating. the playoff points are stupid. I don't want to look at it. I refuse <laughs> to click play. All right, I'm doing it. I mean, it's 42 okay. points in in 71 games, I guess, which like that's absolutely not bad at all. He does get to play with great players, but hey, if you're good enough, you will, I guess, especially on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Or not 42, 52. Sorry. Better apologize. Yeah. No tap apology coming out right now. Um, you you already owe another one. Damn it. <laughs> but no, other than that, no other big, super notable signings. Nazem Kadri's still still out there. John Klingberg's still out there. Louis Erickson's still out there. P.K. Subban's still out there. You know, you got a lot of big guys out there still, so uh, we'll be seeing what happens I, there. I think you got to sign Louie to bring Bergie back. Reunite 63, 37, 21. Let's do it. Hey, you never know. Maybe it works. You didn't say no. <laughs> yep. Um, we do have two questions, ironically kind of related to the same thing. Um. So, uh, Galaxy Ryan eighty seven, aka my friend, asked, "How do you think the Sens will be doing this season?" Better than the Bruins, as presently constituted. Yes, I can't say I disagree. As is currently, 
you know, as the r- rosters currently look, they would be doing better than the Bruins. But even then, like Bruins get Bergeron Krejci back, there is a possibility that the Sens make it in in a wild card spot. Why would I? I I feel like they do also since like Melnick died back in what was it March? They're gonna do it for him and they're gonna win the cup. Right? Would be a they're good gonna story. Require a right-handed defenseman at the deadline. Kenzie Weegar. Yeah. Uh, first pairing with Shabbat. I say they do it. There you go. And then uh, Tyler Seeger asked, will the Bruins be able to hold off the Sens and or Wings if they're missing a lot of powerhouse guys for the beginning of the season? They have a slow start. Will they be able to catch up? So in terms of the first question, like if we're looking at the Wings, also, you know, got a pretty pretty solid forward group. Uh, defense is is something. I mean, yeah, the Wings are going to be fun to watch. And in net, they got Nadalkovich and Villejuso. Not bad at all. No. Also would not be a team that, you know, same thing as the Sens. I would not be shocked if they made it in a wild card spot. And I'm saying wild card spot because, I mean, it should just be Tampa, Toronto, Florida and the three Atlantic spots anyways. So also wouldn't be shocked if the Bruins are in a wild card spot. You know, same idea. I would. Well. Maybe because they're winning the division. Let's go! Oh yeah, number one in the league, President's Trophy winning. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, in terms of the other question, yeah, though, if they have a slow start, will they be able to catch up? If it's a really slow that's start, no. <laughs> yeah, it's because you know that thing where it's like what seventy-five or eighty percent of teams in playoff spots by like American Thanksgiving just make the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. The Bruins aren't in one by then. I'll be pretty worried, but yes, getting you know a guy like Brad Marchand back can kind of can kind of help a little. So it's funny because I really thought by you know a couple days after free agency we'd have a really good picture of what the Bruins would look like coming up, and I guess we do. But I mean, when you have two centers, that would be your first and second line. You really don't know what the hell's gonna be coming up so it's so hard to even think about what the Bruins could be this season because it literally seems like a coin flip for both I mean I think Bergeron will be back but I guess that question was assuming but are you confident in Zaka Tusi I don't even know that's also a question mark I don't even like I don't have any expectations for Zaka yeah whatever he is he is really as long, I guess as long as the Bruins don't pay him like some exorbitant number that they have to shed cap just for him. That, imagine that. Oh, that'd be the best. Do you hate the Bruins? Well, management. Why, why do I hate the Bruins? You know, you know, just you don't, you don't seem too happy with them. Therefore, you must hate them, right? Um, you know, after you know enough years, you kind of learn to expect certain things. Mm-hmm. And they haven't given me the most confidence in their uh, the way they run things. You know, a lot of things are, are good, but there's also a lot that are bad. So I, uh, I would rather be happy to be wrong than disappointed with this management group. Let's yep. just put it that way, okay? Yep. <laughs> We we totally have a lot of fun. We love we love the current state of the Bruins. Yep. We really like 
started this after they made the cup finals and we're like oh yeah you know what it's gonna be fun gonna be fun and then the hey they were great in that first season and then the pandemic happened and uh starting to feel like that's on us yep uh well that's uh that's the note we can end it on it's all our fault (laughs) it is uh yeah so that's all i have you know unless you have anything else to add no and uh, we will we will be back. I I would guess like a week from now, barring Bergeron Krejci signing, uh, and, you know, in the next few days. Because if that happens, then we'll actually have a clearer picture. We can kind of go, okay, this is what the team's gonna look like. What expectations are? You know, maybe Kadri will have also signed by then. But who knows? Regardless, uh, we will we will see you soon.